Hello and welcome to Injury Time, a football podcast that takes a closer look at the beautiful game in India. Uh, I am Sandeep, wishing you guys a very happy new year. I hope you didn't get drunk and fall on the road and stuff, <laughs> which is what I saw. Uh, and speaking of my panelist here, Devine. I thought, speaking of drunk, <laughs> can you get fall on the road? But how was your new year though? Yeah, quite peaceful. I mean, there were drinks involved, but very mo- in moderation. And close to midnight, uh, my wife, a friend of ours and our dog, we all went for a walk. That's about it. Yes, uh, <laughs> I also went for a walk at, uh, yeah. after midnight. Yeah. But I was not drunk because I don't drink anymore. But uh, yeah, I saw some sites that made me feel bad for the policeman. It's just saying something in the current situation that we're yes. dealing with. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> people on the road just falling and rolling. It's just uh, yeah. interesting times. I only saw a few driving and shouting. But yeah, I think I'm <laughs> sure there was some rolling around. Yeah, there was one interesting site. There are some strays that we have and they suddenly like ran towards one car and they started like you know eating some food that was there. And when we were passing that car we realized there was somebody passed out and that was actually his puke. So oh. <laughs> they were basically having regurgitated yeah. I don't know if I should keep it or edit it out of the park. <laughs> well, I mean that's how puppies eat so it's yeah. a natural process. It's not that bad. Yes. <laughs> okay, anyway, now uh, let's get to the football because the yes. celebration can, stories can go forever. Uh, so, uh, we'll go by the table itself, ATK, two big wins since we last did the podcast. Obviously, we all predicted a BSC win or a 3-3 draw. Yeah. Uh, they probably didn't outplay them but won the game, then went on to beat Mumbai also which is another big win for them. Yeah, uh, ATK is looking very impressive. I mean, of all the teams, they are probably the only ones who seem to have no uh, visible dip in form. And of course, with that strike force, you will always back them. And I closely watched uh, their second uh, victory, the one against Mumbai City FC. And what impressed me the most is the work rate of Roy Krishna. I think that man is just terrific. I mean, when he's, of course, he scored all those goals as well. But besides the goals that he scores, it's also the effort that he puts in, the kind of off-the-ball running that he does, the kind of opportunities that he sets up for his other teammates. Phenomenal. And it was good to see Sumit Rathi rewarded with a Player of the Match award because I think he's been one of the standout players. He's such a mature uh, young defender. But uh, they're looking extremely comfortable, aren't they? Like yeah. when BFC, they were comfortable defending <coughs> against them. They yeah. were, and they play very well on the transition. Against yeah. Mumbai, they took the game to them. Yeah, against uh, BFC, they controlled the game very nicely. Yeah. I think just that little moment of individual brilliance, a good goal from Williams, that's what seconded because you you saw through the 90 minutes, I don't think BFC really had a no, great chance or anything. I think so, Dimash had one decent chance and just yeah. about it. Yeah. But, but they never really came within, like, you know, goal mouth. Yes, I mean, they couldn't reflect and say that, oh, we should have put that chance away or something. So that just tells you that this is a team with lots of character and lots of quality both up front and at the back. And Prabir Das has been playing so well for them. I, was, I had him in my notes as uh, underrated player. Extremely good. Good work rate again. Uh, so much of pace on him. And the quality of his passing has significantly improved. The kind of crosses he's been sending in this season mm. have been excellent. Uh, in the last match, Pranay Haldar came back and played pretty well. Got injured. Yeah, surprisingly well. Uh, the injuries, I mean, they will be a part of a season as long as this. But uh, for, for all that they're worth, ATK looking good. And of course, Lop- uh, Lopez Havas knows how to win. And hmm. I think that's going to stand him in good stead. So, you think they have the best bench? Uh Yes, I think they have probably the best depth among all the teams because that's been visible in many of the matches that some of the other top teams uh, the quality kind of drops off in the second half they're not really sure 
I mean, we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about BFC, but that was mm. most visible when BFC played Goa. Yeah. And, uh, uh, Carlos Quadra didn't really know what to do with his substitutions and just in the end kind of lucked out with the way that Chetri played. But that's the way that it uh, happens and ATK, def- ATK definitely have a lot of depth. Yes, sir. Now, before we touch to BFC, we'll go to Goa. Same match. Yeah. Uh, one crazy win in Chennai, a 4-3. Yeah. Which uh, was very interesting as a, when I was watching. Mm. And uh, again, they played well but didn't get the points in BFC again. So, uh, same old problems. I think uh, I was quite interested and intrigued by what, how they approached the uh, BFC game. I think uh, to begin with, BFC expected them to play their normal free-flowing style and that's why they prepared a slightly counter, you know, a, a slightly more destructive uh, sort of game plan. And BF, uh, Goa, to be fair, surprised them a bit by playing quite passively themselves. So the first half, if you notice, neither side was able to get any kind of flow into the game. And mm. that was, I think, primarily because FC Goa were playing to their game plan really well. Mm. But then in the second half, things opened up and, I mean, in a way, thank God that BFC got the first goal in. Because had Goa scored, mm. I think we might have seen another shutout, maybe 1-0, 2-0 or something. But after that, they were forced to open up a little bit more. And if you notice, that's where the problems began happening. Because almost everybody was involved in attack. Mm. And yeah, Mohammed Nawaz, he made some good saves, but he made some really poor decisions in goal. Almost got a red card when he came like yeah, charging yeah, yeah. out. So, uh, yeah, I mean, they have a few weaknesses, but they're still a very good team as well. And I reckon, I mean, probably with ATK, these two are looking like the two best teams. Yeah, absolutely. And their opponents, BFC, on that day, like you said, didn't play the best. Not, not very mean, good. Not should very we now, this year, we can't say they're the favourites anymore. Uh, <coughs> I know you've been saying it. Yeah, but, but uh, I don't know if you can write them off completely. Um, no, not write them off. They'll obviously be in top four, but yes. probably not the best team. But uh, I mean, there's still a few games to go, and they still can turn things around. We don't know how good uh, the addition of uh, Deshaun Brown will be, whether he'll be able to completely shore up their attack. But they definitely need some support for Chelsea. I mean, he can't do it all himself every time. <laughs> it was a terrific performance, but you can't have that week in, week out. You'll end up dropping points. I mean, you may not lose too many, but you won't be winning too many matches if you're completely reliant on one guy as they are. Yeah. And uh, especially with Udanta, so famously took Reganov as half-time. We've all written about a, yes. a story on him. Yes. Uh, I was looking at his numbers. So, yeah. obviously, it's difficult to get the numbers as such from any Indian this thing. Yeah. So, in I think he played 88 league games, which yeah. is not including the AFC Cup, Federation Cup and all that stuff. Okay. He played 88 league games, of which he scored 11 goals. Yeah. So, he's not a prolific goal scorer ever. He's not, he's not. He's never been. But he was always, in the last few years, you could see a noticeable difference. Like, in the first year he played, he made a lot of assists. But last year he had some big goals yeah. at key goal at times and all. This year, he has not done anything. I think just that one goal against Goa. Goa, yeah, that too. Other than that, he has not done particularly anything. And uh, Carles was very, very damning in what he said. That yes. He's a big player. He needs to step up and deliver. And for long, we have decided he is the you know, next Sunil Chetri, so to speak. But it looks like he's not stepped up yet. Yeah, he's the first Vedanta still. He's the first Vedanta still, yes, of course. Well, uh, yeah, I mean... You can't call him young after 88 league games because yeah. he's experienced even yeah. though he's young. Allegedly a little older than what yeah. he is on paper. I, mean, I think that's like yeah. a pan India statement. Yeah. Box, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think it's, to be fair, it's not very fair on him to compare him with Chetri. Uh, 
what was hoped probably and what hasn't come about as much as how much he's learned from playing alongside Chetri. I think that's a fair statement to make. Hmm. Because if you look at Udanta from when he was just into the BFC team and you know, uh, rapid burst of pace, excitement, ability to cut in and you know create chances. So he's essentially not evolved a lot as a player and that's a little bit of a worry. Yeah. Not just for BFC but also for India because he is a crucial player still. Hmm. I mean, and he's still relatively young and he will have a chance to sort of come back and improve himself. But yes, I mean, he's got to take up a little bit more responsibility. Definitely needs to work on his finishing. That's always been Crossing a weakness, for sure. weakness of his. Crossing would still be, I mean, yeah, he's been a little subpar this season, but that's still one of his stronger points. I mean, at least he knows what, you know, what needs to be done uh, to an extent. I mean, when he gets onto that right flank and when he just gets into a race with the left pullback, he knows how to outpace him, how to get into that space and curl the ball in. So, we've seen that several times from him. Hopefully, we'll see the best of him in the coming games because that will be crucial for BFC. And we were just talking about depth of ATK. Mm. BFC clearly don't have that as such. Yeah. So, uh, especially when they have their Indian players in key positions, these guys have to deliver. Again, it can't always be Chitri who's popping up with, you know, Anyway, a lot of his goals have been from set pieces and from dead yeah. balls, but uh, even from open play, BFC have to start scoring goals and that's just not happening enough and again, I reiterate that point that maybe they wouldn't have got that winner had Goa just decided that they'd be happy with the point, which I thought was originally their game plan, but they probably just went, got a little carried away with how well they were playing at one stage when they got that equaliser. And they were caught completely on the counter. Otherwise, if you yeah, see that... they pushed so yeah, far ahead. Everyone. When that goal came, around that time, that 5-10 minutes period, it was Goa that was dominating. They were the ones having chances. Edu Bedia came in and had 2 or 3 good shots. Gurpreet, I must say, had a very good game. Yeah. I mean, I have to be honest. Like, I, after the second goal, I didn't see a lot. Yeah. Because I was writing my story. Yeah. So, I, I sort of missed out on Bedia coming in. And then I suddenly was like, when did he come in? So, those kind of stuff do happen, listeners. Uh, yes. It's a tough job here. It's, a, it's definitely a much tougher job for you guys in, in print because yeah. you're racing against the clock. So, let me just explain for the listeners how it's different for me for a portal because I don't really have to file a report or anything. So, I hang around, I just watch the game at leisure. <laughs> and while you guys are like typing out and furiously getting into... I normally don't even go to the press conferences. I go straight to the mixed zone area. And you get some nice uh, little insights into how team dynamics are when teams come out from the mixed zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the FC Goa players, they were very disappointed. I mean, not many of them stopped for a chat. They were just, you know, there were just a few perfunctory high hellos and everything. But they got a good reception from the uh, BFC fans and supporters over on that side. You yeah, know, just, yeah, just saw, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that was good to see because... Uh, you know, respect? Yeah, mutual respect has to be there in sport and it's good from BFC fans. But uh, for people like me, we have to write the story, Absolutely. send it within 10 minutes it's, it's and then when you score late goals, <laughs> everything changes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, all that stuff keeps happening. Yeah. So, uh, that's our side of things. Yeah. But I managed to go to the press conference and I did ask, uh, because Carly saluted to this, mm-hmm. uh, the Goa's rotational fouling with yeah. Lenny, Sheraton and all that. Now, Carles has been complaining about a referee for yes. for a long time now. But this is part of the modern game. Mm-hmm. So, uh, while there is a yellow card that has to be given when you mm-hmm. consistently foul, mm-hmm. but it is a legitimate tactic, isn't it, to stop a team? Yeah, I mean, um, I was just uh, watching that uh, Amazon Prime show 
the Manchester City one. Have you seen that? Uh, yeah, all or nothing. <laughs> yeah, so, I thought it was overdone. Yeah, so I was watching the fourth <laughs> episode where uh, where they lost to Wigan uh, in the FA Cup, and it reminded me exactly of that that same tactic. But yeah, I mean, I have my thoughts on this. Like at some stage, maybe among the questions, we might. Do we have any question on you know fouling and refereeing or anything? No, not today. Oh, we wow. have other stuff. Lots it's, of other stuff. It's really a new year. Yeah. So okay, let, let me get straight to it. Um, I think uh, my personal point of view on this is it's not puritanical. It's not like you know the old English moaning about how continental players from Europe con the referees or something. But I think it's it's incumbent on players to actually help the referee. They must avoid acting and everything. I realize that it's a legitimate tactic. You can, you know, help your team by getting the opposition team a yellow card or a red card or whatever by playing up certain situations. Prime example that evening was Brandon Fernandez. Uh, mm. Oh yeah, yeah. hardly anything in it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, Cabra also put himself in positions where he does, gets into trouble, which is why I think Brandon did it yeah, because yeah. he knows that Cabra has that reputation. Yeah, yeah. And I'm glad that the referee saw through it and didn't. I mean, maybe he should have booked him for uh, simulation. Yeah. But he didn't. He just went and had a word. But yeah, I don't like seeing this, and I don't like seeing this from Indian players. I think some of the foreign players we have grown used to, they <laughs> especially the South Americans, they it's part of the, their culture. Yeah, the drop of a hat. But yeah, it just, just doesn't help referees. And I mean, it skews the balance of a good game. I mean, out there you're there to play the game, so I mean, you you must stick to an honor system. I mean, don't foul, and if you foul, just apologize. That's it. There's there's not, no harm done in that. You know. Winning a game legitimately is always a lot better, more satisfying than doing it with dirty tactics. But we are seeing a lot more of that happening now in Indian football than we used to have before. Earlier, when you obviously covered for a long time, yeah. was there ever a situation of simulation and uh, not not as much as now? And I again, I hate to sound so you know English, but I think it's a lot of the Spanish influence which is coming in. I think a lot of the Spaniards are probably the biggest culprits, and across all teams, even Dimas. Uh, oh yeah, Dimas does it well. Yeah. Cisco does it. Cisco does a very good job. I think it's a very Spanish thing because it's accepted there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's considered almost a compliment that you con the referee, but. Let's try and not, you know, teach that to the young Indian players. <laughs> yes, I mean, we are good at conning about age and stuff. So, what is referee? So, <laughs> moving on to the next team, Mumbai. Uh, tough loss to yeah. ATK there because they yeah. did have a lot of chances. And it sort of burst a little bubble about their contendership, in my opinion. I think that was a prime opportunity to put away a big opponent to show that really that run of wins counts for something. But they just blew it and played a pretty poor game. But they did have a lot of chances. They started well, yeah. yeah. And the, the, I think there was a miss of the season also from one of the players. Yeah. And uh, it I looks like first 20 minutes or so they were decent, and mm-hmm. they, it looked like they had a game plan. It looked like they were, you know, going about doing something nice. Mm-hmm. Just once they conceded that goal, uh, it just seemed to puncture their balloon completely. And after that, and I mean, it's it's a difficult side to predict because as we have often talked, they are unpredictable, they are inconsistent. Mm. You know, Sugu gets into great chances, great positions, but he doesn't uh, finish, finish off as many as he should. And does he have the right kind of support? Are the Indian players, you know, uh, pulling their weight rightly? Uh, are Ryanair and Rowland good enough to start at the same time on the same pitch? Maybe like one of them should start and. They seem to else. do well when one of them comes on later. Exactly. I mean, both are good players. Yeah. Uh, both have at least contributed to some great moments for them this season. 
but uh, I just felt that their midfield looked a little light, which is where uh, 80k exploited them. It would seem Machado's out for the season, so that's a big blow. Big blow. He's a pretty consistent player for them. That that one thing they don't have right now consistency. And yeah, I mean, again, it it was a tough night for Abdullah. Yeah, I'm not going to do this again. I hope he's the highest paid player. I doubt. But Aridane. He seems to. He did the same yeah, thing. That day, Shami D. Uh, yeah. A couple of his simulations. Oh man. I mean, also don't do that. Yeah. yeah. But, but he got a. He got a. He got a card for. Yeah. Uh, exactly. He literally like jumped into, <laughs> lunged into the ATK defender. <laughs> it happened here also in Bangalore. But that time he blocked Yuvanan's run and then got hit on the back. Yeah. And uh, he did get the penalty because it's sort of a foul, but he but you sort of what, gained yeah, the foul. You know what he. What he was doing. Yeah, this time I, I mean I thought the referee did a good job in telling him to come. And that's what I mean. We should compliment the referees when they do well because we vilify them enough and they absolutely. give us enough reasons as well. Yeah, absolutely. I have to say that. Uh, now going to Jamshedpur. Next, uh, they're going to play BFC away from home. Some match. Tough match. Uh, but they seem to be going out of steam because Castel now uh, Pity is I think injured. So. Tough for them. I can only foresee a you know park the bus <laughs> situation. Tough night for Shubhrakar Paul and prospect. Maybe TD will have to really provide some outstanding leadership. But I think in situations like that, you you identify those opportunities. You know, get a get a set piece and try and nick hmm. one goal, and then just close everything down. Could could make for an interesting match. But yeah, I mean BFC. Outright favourites. Farooq really needs to score goals. He's been playing well, yeah. but he really needs to score. Farooq, Aniket, all these guys—they've they've had some good moments, but they need to translate it into a match-winning performance, a solo effort or something. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's about time that uh, Aniket. I don't know how old he is, but he's supposed. <laughs> doesn't to, matter now. It yeah. doesn't matter. Yes, uh, Amjad is back. I think he's also playing. I, I assume so. It'll be nice to see uh, all of these people playing again. Odisha surprisingly is sixth. Surprisingly for me, because <laughs> they kind of went under the radar. Yeah, yeah. They're not doing that badly. I knew Cisco was scoring. I knew Arjun uh, yeah. was scoring. So uh, it's a good team. Yeah, yeah. It seems like they have an outside chance for the fourth. For one, two, three seems set. Yeah, fourth maybe. I hope so. I mean, it'll be a good, pleasant surprise to see a new team that's. Yes. I guess we have commented enough over the last couple of years that this is a team which is on the up, which is improving all the time. Young team, this that, lots of young Indian players. So, if they are into playoff contention, then it would be a great uh, thing for the Indian Super League. Um, will they be able to do it? I think tough ask, but let's see. I mean, how is their record at Kalinga? They've only played one game, you know. I think so. I'm not very sure. Yeah. So a lot will depend on how they are able to, you know. Uh, Again, to overuse a cliche from the ISL, how they are able to turn that into a fortress. <laughs> But like uh, the team, like Mumbai, yeah, they win more away than they do at home because it's a very strange ground. <laughs> yeah, is that so? As a like, you've been in Kolkata covering home games, away games, everything. Yes. How much does it change? Like I know for BFC, Kandirwa is a big deal. Like yes. it's a big, massive, massive difference for them. But for someone like in Odisha and Kalinga, where they have hardly any uh, connect with the crowd, I don't know how many people turn up. I think uh, attendance has been reasonable. It's not been too poor. And 
I mean, you must remember that Bhuvaneshwar is a kind of city where people are starved of sport. Mm. So even when the Indian hockey team goes yeah. back, you know, to the rafters and everything, and they have a reasonable local connect in Shubham Sarangi. Mm. He is basically an Odia lad, and uh, uh, from what I've observed, Odia sport public is a very emotional sport uh, watching public. So if they have a local hero, there'll always be a local connect. There will be crowds and everything. Yeah, it's it's a massive stadium, so filling it up is always going to be a tough feat. I think the difference is that uh, in a slightly bigger stadium or slightly bigger vocal crowd, it just gives the players a little bit of a boost. They know that yeah. the crowd will have their backing. We saw that again in that BFC game that when, yeah. when they needed it, the crowd gave them a lift and you know just sort of jeeed them up in that second half. First half they were not very good. Yeah, they had nothing to cheer for basically yeah. in the first But in the half. second half, there was a lot of noise coming in from the stands, lots of uh, interesting chants, lots of uh, lots of encouragement coming in. And there was a good Goa presence as well. We were, I think, sitting close to where yeah, the Goa, Goa presence was. Yeah. It was much uh, smaller than what we had for BFC, not surprisingly. Yeah, absolutely. And there was one BFC fan on the roof on next to the AVM who was shouting alone. So, uh, now Kerala Blasters, a 5-1 win, I mean, let's say... Flattering. Yeah, absolutely. Very but flattering. Very flattering. But, uh, they, what did you think of them now? Is this, is this where they turned the corner? corner? No. <laughs> I am of the same opinion, but uh, I wanted you to say it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, well as they played, I think it was also a case of Hyderabad really playing poorly. And particularly in goal, Lakshmi Kantimani having... An absolute howler of a match, right from the first goal to the last. Yeah. Could have done a lot better with almost every goal that he scored. But yeah, I mean, you have to give credit where it's due. Uh, Messi, again, you know, putting in a really hard shift, doing everything he can to get to the ball. Uh, Ogbechi, of course, is a quality striker, and we saw shades of that again. And uh, Saitisen also. It's nice yeah, to see him back in action after such yeah, a long layoff. Absolutely. Saitisen is a good player, and in many ways, probably. He and his uh, good friend Jackie, Jackie. Chan, they started off from the same place, but now it looks like Satyasen is emerging while Jackie Chan is just slowly regressing a bit. Yeah. So <laughs> it He's still fast, but his decision making was a little really poor. Yeah, yeah. He probably cost Goa a couple of scoring opportunities the other day. So Anybody with a better finish would have at least tested good. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. He had one good chance, and I think he hit the side netting in that. Yeah. So. Uh, I have an Elko story to tell you. Sure. Uh, and I'm going to claim this. I don't know if this is true, but I'm just going to claim this as uh, a win for me. Yeah. Because uh, before this game, mm. he was putting out uh, tweets and with stats saying Kerala has the highest amount of crosses, mm. Kerala has the second highest amount mm. of passes, and saying that look at what we're doing, we're doing an amazing job and all. Mm. So I decided, like, if I see something untoward, I'll reply. Yeah. And then there was this whole bunch of people talking, we are not playing with the same intention, we are mm. bad passing a lot and all that kind of stuff. So I went and did some digging. Mm. And uh, at that point they had scored 10 goals. Mm. Three from penalty, one from a free kick. And uh, every other team below them in the passing and crossing has more goals. Okay. So then I was tweeting at him saying, what are you saying here? Because you, it does, it does yeah. not mean anything. I yeah. can just keep hitting from one side. And he deleted the tweet. So I'm going to claim that as a win for me. Yeah. Because he called it bullshit, I guess. Yeah, I'm, this is what I'm going to do now. <laughs> I think I'm going to be the Batman on Twitter. <laughs> Eventually, some BJP guy is going to hit me. So I'm just going to stay on it. 
So, uh, moving on to the next one. Northeast United, they let go of Triadis. Does that make any sense to you? Not at all. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently his contract was a six-month deal and uh, okay. January it ended and then they're not re-signing him. Maybe, maybe they're getting somebody better. So that's the only way I can look at it. So maybe Jamshedpur should look into signing Triadis. It'll be a good match. They have one slot left from what I understand. Yeah. Especially if Castell is going to be out for a long time. It might be a good idea to get in somebody who can at least create something and close the league well. But do you feel like uh, Northeast is steadily losing steam? Uh, I mean, we didn't really class them out as contenders to begin with. So I think we were all pleasantly surprised with how well they had been. Mm. And we always knew that with Obiche going away, it would be a difficult task for them. Asamoah Jian obviously was a big part of their plans and everything, but he's probably not been as fit and as available as they would have hoped. Nonetheless, they played well. Some of the individuals have stood out and I, I would put it down as that. And as we've said before, I think it looks like the top three at least are identifying themselves. And now really the race is for the fourth place and maybe three or four teams in that. Numerically, Northeast is still in there, but yeah. let's see if they can maintain that. Again, a lot will depend on their home form, whether they are able to coach wins out at So At the moment, they are running no wins in five. So, uh, it's a tough run for them. Yeah, absolutely. They have to change it soon. The only good thing about this league is that it's a short one. That takes hardly any time to you know turn your form around. But yeah, I mean, it's much easier to do when you have a good quality team with at least two or three strike options. Yes, absolutely. Uh, now, talking about Chennai, they are a very strange team. They score three, concede four, uh, have these crazy goals taken away from them by the referee, yeah. rightfully. Yeah. So, their defence seems to be a concern and since Sere, that too, since Sereno's left. Yeah. So, it's been a couple of years now. Yeah. That's one area where they've uh, definitely lost out and uh, I guess not having Karanjeet around anymore because Vishal Ket, if I recall correctly, has been keeping pretty much right through the season. So not having somebody as consistent as Karanjeet. I mean, of course, Vishal Kaith is also an excellent keeper. But just, I guess that coordination between defenders, goalkeeper, all of that hasn't really set in as well as you would like. If you notice, a lot of the goals they concede are because of that indecision which happens. Hmm. And uh, that's why they tend to lose out. Still an entertaining team, but yeah, I mean, maybe not same quality as they would normally have. You would think Owen Coyle will come and do the defensive end of things and properly and then fix it but it seems like it's not happened but I, there is time enough I guess. Yeah, I mean one good thing which has happened with Coyle coming in is that there's a little freshness about the team. They're hmm. definitely fighting a lot harder which can happen. I mean when you have the same coach for about a season or two seasons and a half right yeah. before this. Yeah, yeah. So then things can get a little stagnant. Players can become a little complacent. The new coach comes in with new ideas maybe you know fires a rocket up some players. Mm. So they come out with something to prove. It um, helped Chante. Chante was yeah. excellent in the first few matches under Coyle and I think a lot will depend on how well he shapes up over the next few games. So we'll, we'll see where, where they go. So uh, what, is, what do you make of Tapa? He's gone sort of silent, hasn't he? It's like he's like closer of India, yes. that he has to wear an Indian jersey inside to play better. And I don't know if he himself knows as yet what is his best position. If a player himself doesn't know that, then it's very hard for a coach to convince him otherwise. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, I think Chennai do suffer from that issue as well. That whether he should be playing a slightly deeper role in midfield or whether he should be playing slightly wide, maybe slightly uh, further forward. I think we saw the best of him in an India jersey when he played more of a free-flowing role. Hmm. And that's what 
perhaps was what uh, was getting out of the best of him when you know, Gregory was around as well. So maybe that's what they need to revert to, give him a slightly more flexible role and allow some of the other players in midfield around him to try and sort of make up for whatever he does. So if he goes forward, somebody drops deep. If he drops deep, then somebody else moves forward. Maybe playing alongside Rafael Augusto was the key for him. Yeah. Maybe that not happening is just affecting him a little bit because often, especially in they the have field, also behind. Yeah, you have to have those combinations and you have to have that understanding, and that mm. takes a little bit of time to form over the course of a new season. Here again, it's it's how warped this whole uh, Indian you know domestic season is yeah. because you're almost straight away into the heat of the league and whatever. There's 10-11 games already done, yeah, and you don't know where. You've had time to get some kind of understanding going, you know, enough matches to get combinations going, and before you know it, it will be over. So <laughs> they'll again have no idea what to do for next year. Yeah, they have a six-month break and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So um, last team is Hyderabad. I really have nothing to say about this <laughs> <laughs> because they—it's a team that has yeah. given up. I, I and was very intrigued with just how badly uh, Atimani performed. I mean, it's like a rapid dip in form. Katimani, incidentally, is one of those who was there in that all marauding Lempos side mm. of the 2000s. And, and he was a young type then, he had just come in. He used to make mistakes, of course. He had come in from Vasco, another Goan club. And I mean, he had his you know, brain fades <laughs> every now and then. But he was also a pretty decent keeper. But I think maybe the ISL, everybody remembers him for that epic mistake in that final against Chennai. Yeah, yeah. When <laughs> he completely lost the flight of the ball, and that pretty much changed the flow of that game. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. they were winning two-one at that stage, and it was pretty much full time. And I don't know if you know what happened after that, whether he's ever recovered mentally from that scar. Of course, he played for Goa. Yeah, but then they had to ship him off because he just hurt him. So I think sometimes you have to empathize with players that, like you know, maybe one match just gets deeply burnt into their memory. And that's where the maturity of a player comes in. That is he able to emerge from that? Maybe I mean I'm just speculating. speculating yeah, yeah. yeah, but maybe that's just left him so underconfident because the the one at which he flailed at that one, which was shot from a big distance. Yeah, at least two hands would have been better. He just yeah, hit it with he, one hand. Yeah, he just tried to parry it away, uh, slap it away. I mean, you're not playing volleyball; you're playing football. <laughs> and, uh, just almost. I didn't try to slap it up. Also, he just yeah, it seemed like he just forgot that you can use both your hands. You're the keeper. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was like an outfielder. You know, somebody. It's like Luis Suarez saving the team with the hands. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it was almost like he thought he was a forward and he was just trying to save his team with a deliberate hand. So, complete uh, brain fart, if I can call it yeah. that. And I feel sorry for him, and I feel sorry for Hyderabad because. The defense is also terrible. Yeah, they've shown signs every now and then of some life, but yeah, they've been a poor team, and I don't know really what the future is like for them. But the question is, do they have the money to get another manager? Because letting go of Phil Brown means you have to yeah. pay him a lot. Make Marcelino player manager. It could be a radical move. I mean, he's anyway a selfish player, but if you make him coach, maybe it'll just bring out a slightly different side of him. But yeah, it's it's a team which I do worry a little bit about because they were in financial strike even before they switched over from being mm. a city. So maybe that's just reflecting. Maybe the, the stress in the boardroom is showing out on the pitch. But yeah, they're poor. 
ஒன்னும் <laughs> <laughs> pretty big win and uh, i think i didn't watch the match but from what i understood it was a late goal from villas yeah, yeah 86 or something like yeah so it just tells you that it was a tight game it, it couldn't have been you know one sided or anything but it looks like it was a smart performance from churchill brothers because they kind of knew that eastern bengal has uh, good ball players they are able to possess the ball a lot and clearly they didn't panic so they just kept in mind that you know you don't just need that one second to score a goal and when you have a striker as good as plaza you can strike at any point of time so they clearly kept it up their sleeves they just, you know played it played it smart and just ensured that they got the result that they needed but then good to bounce back after a loss to arrows indian arrows beat them and then indian arrows had a draw against arrows as well oh yes i forgot about that yeah, so I, i thought they were playing it perfect but yeah losing to arrows was <laughs> maybe they took them lightly and yeah, that is good for them to bounce yeah. back yeah yeah uh, with it's a statement win like it's a win against one of the fellow contenders quote and quote yeah absolutely so uh, it's good to go so I, i don't know about punjab i don't think punjab will be in the running but no no the two capital clubs and churchill i and i'm not sure yet about gokulam yeah. because they are just not consistent enough at the so they may drew with i saw they should have <coughs> sort of one i think they aizol had a red card they missed a penalty yeah. and i thought uh, real kashmir looked very good in their uh, first home game but clearly they didn't play as well or mm. maybe just you know bagan really outsmarted them in the second mm. one but that's a big result as well they were way to shrinagar and beat them 2-0 that's yeah. a massive result for bagan the struggle among the strugglers is uh, chennai it, and they seem to have lost pedro mansi also yes. who's on his way to japan i think yes. This is the team that's going to play the AFC Champions League qualifier. Yes. <laughs> you worry about it. Oh, I worry about it a lot. And I worry even more that they'll be one of them playing in the AFC Cup. If if BFC does not qualify for yeah. the AFC Cup, they'll be the sole representative from India. And uh, this team is really not going to help our AFC rankings. Yes. It's But I think uh, between the few of them Prafull Patel and friends have it all covered so <laughs> i don't think anything will be dependent on performance that's what it is according to the rules but yeah i mean afc knows where the money comes from yeah absolutely and uh, trao apparently has lost their sponsor assist uh, i think they are called afc i e s t a so they are in a bit of a bind it looks like they are going to renegotiate contracts they're going to uh, might even lose few players that's poor for them because anyway they're not performing well enough right yeah. now to hang around with the big boys and that's just maybe they should have stayed when I, mean, i last worked to fulham at the uh, before the start of the season mm-hmm. when i was doing story on what is going on with the yeah. i league yeah. he said that the finances should be okay because we should be able to manage but yeah. it looks like 
it's a step too far maybe he didn't he's a very nice man but yeah. maybe he didn't really know the amount of money that might be going yeah on. and that's that's the case with indian football i mean there are basically football fanatics who are putting money in and uh, to an extent they're ignoring what the basic realities are of indian football and in the end it all boils down to whether they can bleed for that amount of time it looks I'm like it's, it's very sad, sad. Yeah. It's very i really sad. do like the owner and the club as well when yeah. especially second division they're a good team and yeah. you need uh, you need these clubs which have a local connect you need more of them in the national league uh, which is where i think isl misses out right uh, we talked about empty stadiums in odisha also empty stadiums in you know hyderabad where hyderabad yeah. fc have played the team also isn't doing enough to bring in more fans <laughs> But yeah, I mean, you, ideally, you would have wanted all these teams also to have been around in the top division. You would have wanted matches in Imphal. Yeah, absolutely. Really good local connect they have. The I League, I think, organically has that. I don't, I don't know if it's an underdog thing or whatever it may be. People just seem to flock, or maybe they just have it in the right places. Yeah, the clubs. It's, it's been a combination of factors, but somehow things have just fallen in place for I League. Absolutely. <laughs> Like uh, yesterday, I was talking to my friend. Uh, we were watching the Kerala Blasters game, and another guy is like, "Do you support this team?" And both of us were like, "No, no, we support Kolkata Kerala because they are our home team." And my friend went on to say, "I don't know shit about them. I've never seen them play, but they are the team that I support because just because that's where we are from, and we never had a team of sorts. Mm-hmm. So maybe they get the placement of the teams in yeah. the cities also right." So you you have to thank FSDL for that because yes, they have driven them away from <laughs> <laughs> ISL centers. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. It seems like uh, I don't think uh, Kerala Blasters vibe will suit uh, the Calicut city. I mean, it just feels that way because they are more. Uh, Kochi is a big city. Yeah. Calicut is just one of the more it's uptown. A, yeah, <laughs> it's like uh, Calicut is like more glossy. So. I mean, Kerala Blasters should exactly. stay in the glossier place. <laughs> Absolutely, because that's the it's the biggest city in Kerala. Yeah. Kochi, most populated, most yeah. uh, advanced, and all those kind of things. And Malabar side is Calicut. I think is the third biggest or fourth or something, but yeah. they are slightly behind. So we it vibes better. We does to have a let you know, lesser metro style <laughs> team there. This is my personal opinion. Maybe it's because I know them, I like them, I have the certain connect that I'm yeah. trying to bring it all together. But this is what I would think. Uh, anyway uh, that's end of our regular podcast session uh, listeners thank you for listening uh, listen to us in whatever podcast platform that you can find and one of the interesting thing that i did notice is lot of you listen to us in savan so please enjoy savan as well uh, any other podcast platform is also fine by us follow us on twitter at injury time ind uh, thank you debayan you can follow him on uh, @debayan sen and uh, i'm sandeep uh, taking your leave and enjoy the game